Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart. That's right. Nothing but Netflix is back. Today, we are talking about Trust No One, the hunt for the crypto king, as we are going to try to uh, unlock the mysteries of the crypto king who mysteriously died. Is he dead? Is he alive? What happened to all the crypto? We will unlock it here today with a man who some would say is the Twitter king. Chappelle. Oh, I thought you were about to introduce Brian Scally. I thought <laughs> Scally was the Twitter king. I am a mere mm-hmm. prince, a pauper even mm-hmm. in comparison. Chappelle, if anything Bro. happened to you, do mm-hmm. people have, do, do your uh, loved ones have the, the, the passcodes to unlock the Twitter vault? <laughs> what no Uh-oh. are you kidding me like, yeah you know if uh my my brother is under uh like strict instruction if something happens to me delete it all everything delete has to go <laughs> self-destruct. self-destruct there should be a self-destruct <laughs> yeah. button yeah oh yeah 100 percent. rob rob i'm jealous of what um yeah so sometimes you sing the talking with t-bird theme song mm-hmm. this week you sang the survivor know-it-alls theme song yes. i've never heard you sing the nothing but netflix theme song it's very fast paced i don't know if i could keep up with will from america oh, rob stop it stop it you have a beautiful singing voice will from mm-hmm. america he delivered a, a beautiful tune for us and yet you have refused to sing it should i feel some type of way no don't feel some type of way a survivor know-it-alls what happened was i hit the wrong button on the soundboard and i played the instrumental version and then i was like oh there's no words okay let me fill in the silence yeah you do that often huh About just hit the wrong season, button it on the... like yeah no i just mean just hitting the wrong button on the soundboard <laughs> potentially playing a song that no one wants to hear yeah you know is anything it happens come to mind it happens yeah it does mm-hmm. don't let it happen again rob yeah <laughs> Chappelle. Last week, we mm-hmm. talked about The Bubble, uh, which was a very fun podcast. I saw that a lot of people, uh, I felt like, said, uh, yeah, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. Look, we looked at the Rotten Tomato scores for other movies, and there are pretty bad like movies to talk about as well. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I don't know if this is the worst I've ever seen. It wasn't great, but I had a great time talking to you we about it. a lot it. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, you can listen to that in our Nothing But Netflix podcast feed. Go to robiswebsite.com slash netflix feed for that to make sure to listen to the prior 28 episodes of nothing but netflix oh oh my gosh we're coming up on 30 episodes 
30 weeks straight have we i don't think we've missed a week is that uh yeah maybe? I, don't, I i don't believe we ever did no yeah look at us perfect mm-hmm. score it got kind of dicey this week rob we couldn't figure out what we wanted to talk about well we couldn't figure out what we wanted to talk about we got a lot of feedback from people on twitter at the at nothing but rhap twitter account and many suggestions were were thrown about Hmm. And a it lot was of just, them have already have post show recaps and uh, things that are being covered. The ultimatum also was thrown at us, which uh, Asia and Mary are covering uh, that they are about to drop their second episode of the ultimate. Are you, are you looking at that at all, Chappelle? Oh, the ultimatum? Yeah, no, I thought I thought I had to. I thought I had to know Mary at first sight. To no, then no, you can jump right in. Jump right in. Yeah. Oh, um, basically, okay. yeah, I heard lot, it was it was some good stuff. So yeah, a lot of like uh, couple swaps. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you might have my attention. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty um, wild. Yeah, I like that. I, I I like that, Rob, you're in a place now to where you got this big podcast empire. And whenever people throw out a suggestion, like, no, we already got a podcast mm-hmm. for that. We got a podcast for that. You want true crime? We got that. We want mm-hmm. married at first sight, we got that. And I'm just like, Yeah. It's this is refreshing. It makes our job difficult to find something to watch that's not already being covered. But look at look at your impact, Rob. You got all quarters all of yeah, of the TV market, just like, look at you, yeah. your power. Well, this was one, and we checked in with Mari and Sarah, the hosts of Crime Scene, uh, the RHAP uh, True Crime uh, Review, and uh, they were not looking at this one. This had been sort of like uh, on our radar for a couple of weeks. Trust no one, the hunt for the crypto king. I didn't really know uh, too much about what it was, but a very interesting story, which I feel like I kind of like have heard this like anecdotally about the head of the crypto company who died and didn't have any of the passwords. And see, I didn't know anything about this. I this think was it's new like a news AF story, at least. Like, oh, did you oh. hear about this? The the head of the crypto company died and didn't have any of the passwords? Yeah, see, and that, that being a news AF story is kind of like downplaying how serious this is. Yes. I mean, this is that this was some wild stuff. I mean, the amount of money that just went missing, the like, f- uh, like, what is it? Fake names, fake identities, uh, potential plastic surgery. There's a lot of tender swindler crossover here uh, with some of the actions taken by this particular swindler. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not to not to discount News AF. You know, I know y'all are all serious journalists, but yeah. this is some breaking news. If you can ever get to the bottom of this one, well, I think that we were just like reacting to the headlines, uh, like uh, we often do on those uh, News AF, where the headline was like, uh, you know, cr- guy who runs crypto company dies and has all, all the passwords to the and nobody can get their money out. That was sort of like the news story, but then uh, mm-hmm. this documentary. Uh, which is, uh, I recommend it. It's a uh, pretty quick, about 90 minutes to get through it. And if you want to, uh, stop down and check it out and then come back and listen to us, uh, you know, definitely decent idea, but, uh, otherwise we could talk you through what they got into, but, uh, it really gets into, um, you know, was how, how much fraud was going on here and who was in on it. Yeah. Embezzlement left and right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the who is in on it is probably the more interesting part to me because it's like they already know who they want to pin this on. Like they know who the culprit is, but he's dead, allegedly. And so now it's like, well, we have to find whoever the accomplice is, whoever could potentially be involved, because there's no way we're going to get this money back if we can't track it to somebody in Mm -hmm. in the living realm, you know. And so um Watching this, yeah, originally I was like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy sucks. And then by the end of it, I'm like, 
maybe maybe they all suck. Maybe all these people are involved there. Maybe there's like another person who sucks. Maybe the wife sucks. You know, so we're just kind of looking at each of them and saying, are are you potentially the person who's getting away with mm-hmm. uh, this heist of all this money? Uh, and so, yeah, you're right. 90 minutes, quick, easy watch, but it's very interesting. Chappelle, do you feel like that this particular documentary, though, left you with um, more questions than answers by the end? Oh, 100%. Uh, this became a documentary about like how something can spiral into a conspiracy theory, right? Mm-hmm. Like it it like if you took it at surface level, you know, the news AF headline, the guy died with all the passwords and then the money disappeared because of course he has all the passwords, the end. But once you start to dive deeper into it and start asking the questions that all of these people are asking, yeah, it just kind of leads you into this wormhole and then the documentary just ends there's no ending they never find out anything concrete about what happened mm-hmm. there's still questions there's even a point in the documentary where they said if they exhumed this man's body they still would say well maybe the dna is fake maybe the coroner was in on it you know and so by the end i start to think yeah it, what what is life right what at this point what can we actually right. believe and who's not being paid off because so everybody true. was involved as in, you know, many different facets, not just about the crypto king of like people who believe what they want to believe and no amount of evidence is ever going to change their mind of like you can't disprove like when somebody like is like, you know, has like a very like they know it in their bones and you can't change them. Yeah, well, even still $250 million from people, then yeah, it's going, that's one of those things that will just instill that kind of, uh, intensity into your bones. You know, mm-hmm. like, I would love to believe you, but with that amount of money, you could have pulled off some crazy stuff. And then we find out that he's been running these scams since he was a teenager, very similar to the tender swindler. Like, he started at an early age. So yeah, this, this kid has had a lot of time to perfect this this craft. And so knowing that, knowing that this person has been doing this for almost 10 years, has been getting better and better, has been researching the way to make these particular scam work. You start to say, okay, even though it looks like there's no funny business going on here, what if there is right. Mm -hmm. And all you can do is say, what if, because you're sitting here broke penniless because you got scammed for being greedy. Um, So tell as old as time in 2022, but still doesn't make you, you know, wonder any less, you know, what if. And I think it's such a uh, cautionary tale of that the events of the Crypto King really come out of like the 2017 crypto boom. And uh, Chappelle, I uh, know many things about you, uh, but I don't know if you follow the cryptocurrency market at all. No, no. Anything that involves too many numbers, I just I yeah. automatically. Well, I feel just like you're all like, over Twitter, and I feel like there's a lot of overlap in you know the crypto world and Twitter. Yeah, yeah. All of that is being talked about. I mean, every time I open my Twitter, it says, "Hey, do you want to turn your profile into an NFT?" I'm like, "No, I don't know what any of this mm-hmm. means. Leave me alone." But my skepticism with new stuff is the reason why I will always be poor, but I will never get scammed mm-hmm. because <laughs> when this stuff comes out and people say you have to jump on the boom, like it's all over Twitter, it's everywhere. I am so dumb that I'm like, okay, even if I could figure out how it works, I would probably be the one to lose on the gambling. Like I would probably be the one to invest incorrectly or to mess something up and, or to pay somebody who is going to scam me. So I'm like, yeah, I don't understand what this is, but also I'm probably better off not understanding what this is. 
Yeah, so a lot of the, and that's very smart advice, uh, a lot of the stuff that happens in this movie comes out of sort of like the boom of 2017, which was like really, really big. Everybody was uh, talking about that. But it's just like in the last two years, like the crypto market has like a really exploded to like, you know, four or five times of what it was like at, at its peaks uh, in the 2017 boom. So I'm just thinking like, you know, and maybe like there are some people who are listening who are like, no, 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 like uh, this is just like you're smearing the good crypto uh, people of the world. But like if this many people were getting scammed back in 2017, Chappelle, like how many people are being scammed now that we're not going to know about till Netflix does documentaries in like 2025? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on the NFT ball to drop, you know, like. In a few years, are people going to be like, you know, these photos that I could have easily Googled online that you told me that I owned, I don't really own them. And like, what? A concept. You know, like, mm-hmm. I just, I know that a couple of years from now, something like that is going to happen. Um, I remember when the, I guess, what well, not the last like big crypto moment on Twitter, but do you remember when the, what is it? The dog, that dog coin, Dogecoin? Dogecoin, yeah. Was it? Was, I I am so dumb. I was like doggy coin. It's a doggy. It's a, a picture of a yeah, doggy. Dog yeah. e coin. Yeah. And I, I was like, is this someone's name? But it was going to the moon. That's all I kept seeing. It was yep. Doge coin to the moon. I was like, hey. But I was just retweeting and like like doing fire emojis and shit like that. Like doing stuff that I, I that's what I do when I don't understand stuff. I just do like a bunch of fire emojis. And so that's it. That was my boom. But I watched that stuff happen and all of the people who were tweeting about it, I think they're still tweeting about other random stuff, Rob. I don't think they're all rich. It sounded yeah. like they were going to be rich. I don't yeah. think so. Um, you know, like it definitely is like uh, there's, there's a thing and people have the thing and then they hype up other people about the thing and be like, okay, oh, I, I, like, I don't want to miss the thing. So then they get, they get in on the thing, but then ultimately like the people like uh, who know what they're doing, like seem to get out like when they can and everybody else who like jumped in with the FOMO are left holding the bag. Yeah, you know, like a, like a Ponzi scheme even. You know, yes. they talk about that throughout this. And not to say that Bitcoin or NFTs or anything like that is Ponzi scheme. I don't know that. And also, like I said, too dumb to understand it anyway. Right. But in this documentary, they talk about how if you are in the Ponzi scheme and you're at the top, you're fine. Right. Because your goal is to just use the people below you in the in the pyramid to pay the other people below you in the pyramid. Like you never have to lose any money. and You just keep getting paid up top. Uh But once everybody starts to leave, that's where the problem is because people want to cash out and get their money and you can't pay everybody at the same time. And that's what uh, our crypto king here runs into, it seems. Uh, And so, yeah, that same thing happens on all these booms, you know, like it's hot. It's popular. We're all talking about it. You finally invest some money into it. You you, you save your pennies and you put them into the Mm -hmm. bank. And then next thing you know, they're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal anymore. Oh, we're on to something else. And you've just wasted your money. And not to say that happens to everybody, but that's definitely what would happen to me. And that's why I don't do it. Yeah. And just to put a finer point on it, like the, you know, uh, blockchain technology that cryptocurrencies are based off of, like, I I think that there is a lot of promise there, but it's also unregulated and like completely like the wild, wild west. And I think does attract many many you know uh scammers and uh con people to like uh, get involved in that world as we will see and even though that they could give you all of the insurances you know at the end of the day a lot of times you really don't know who you're dealing with in the cryptocurrency world 
Yeah, and there's a man in this documentary who says, I trust technology more than I trust people. And I thought that was a pretty like interesting statement considering uh, like someone at my level of understanding for technology, I understand it through people, right? Like mm-hmm. I understand the technology as presented to me by the person who developed it, by the people who are like, signing off on it, by the fact that it's on my phone as an app or whatever the case may be, it's available now. So yeah, I trust the technology, but a person made it. You know, and so for that man to say that, I'm like, that's cool for you, software engineer who probably understands the technology of it. But like you said, this is the wild, wild west uh, when it comes to like regulation and stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'm trusting the technology, but I'm hoping there's not a crypto king on the other side scamming me. And all I can do is hope because in a situation like this where the man mysteriously dies, these people do not get their money back. They mm-hmm. just are sad. And yeah. that's it. Very sad. All right. We're going to meet the story of uh, Jerry Cotton, uh, that he was running, I guess, Canada's largest uh, cryptocurrency exchange, which was called Quadriga CX. Mm-hmm. And this Not a great was, name. This is a dumb name. It's a yeah. dumb name. But again, it's a scam. So, you know, let's just go with it. Um, Quadriga is used to basically exchange the the Bitcoin rates to Canadian money and and vice versa, right? Is that what was going on? Yeah, I think if you were in Canada and he got started like back in like 2013, that uh, that uh, some of the other exchanges uh, you couldn't get onto them uh, from Canada. So he's like, "Hey, Canadians, uh, like uh, I'll get you the hookup for the Bitcoin." Who takes advantage of Canadians? Like, what kind of sick human does that? You know, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. Like, why Why would you do that? Um, yeah. yeah. It, and it was his whole plan from the beginning. Like, it was never, this was never a legitimate uh, business. I want to be very clear when we say that. Because somebody's listening to this thinking, oh, well, you know, it sounds about right. But no, this person started this business with the intent on scamming people and nobody knew it. Mm-hmm. Also, I think that like Mark Zuckerberg, like around this time, like was looked at like by people like so favorably, like people hate Mark Zuckerberg now. Um, and I blame that movie. I got to be honest, yeah, the, pal. The, the movie, I yeah. said it at the time, this movie stinks. Why are we, <laughs> why are we glorifying Facebook so much? And mm-hmm. we're like, no, it's a great movie. You're a hater. I'm like, all right, well, we'll see. And, yeah. you know, Mark Zuckerberg uh, was no hero. No, not even in that movie, like there were questions, the way it was being presented, you're like, mm, I don't know about this. And I'm pretty sure that's the movie that like destroyed Jesse Eisenberg's career <laughs> because mm-hmm. after that, he goes on to play Lex Luthor, which, you know, he yeah. could have not. And also, can I just uh-huh. get ahead of the, like people go say, no, Rob, you didn't get it. He wasn't the hero. All right. M- maybe, maybe so. But I think that the world really glorified uh, Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, even if the if you a, a fine like uh, reading of the movie proved that he was no hero, there's this idea that you can you too can drop out of college and the make your own was way mixed. because yeah, college is a scam. And like if you have talent and you have the work ethic, you too can put together something that would make you bi- you know billions of dollars one day. Also, if your parents are rich and you have a lot of money backing you and all this other stuff, but yeah, the the movie does give like a glorification of the creation of Facebook when if you really look into the subtext, you could probably find out that there's some nefarious things going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think that when Jerry Cotton comes along, like, Oh look, like a socially awkward, like a computer guy, you know, seems like uh, his heart's in the right place. Okay. Like uh, he can't be a scammer. 
Isn't that the Elizabeth Holmes thing too? Isn't that like just the archetype of scammers these days? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, they're so socially awkward. Their voice is really deep. Mm-hmm. They must be really, really smart and mm-hmm. also a thief. Uh, and so, yeah, I think if you you have to brand yourself at some point to be a part of the scamming community. And I think that was kind of the archetype in 2017. Yeah. Okay. So not to say Facebook is a scam. Don't sue me. You yeah. know, I'm just saying. <laughs> so he's got a uh, quadringa or a, he's got it going and um, he's in the right place at the right time because Bitcoin is going to really uh, blow up in 2017. And everybody, you know, I remember at the time of like, uh, you know, being uh, like, uh, you know, Tyson had been like talking to me like, uh, hey, we got to get gotta get on the Bitcoin. I think I had like, uh, like, you know, uh, uh, like a hundred or two hundred dollars of Bitcoin and like, OK, all right, here we go. Uh, and then, but then like, and everybody was into Bitcoin, like around December of that year. And then like the just complete bottom fell out and it was like, ah, it was a hoax. We got scammed. It's like, well, were you scammed or did you just get in too late? That's see, that's the Mm -hmm. problem with most scams is they always leave you wondering, well, had I got in a little bit earlier or had I had a better advisor, had I taken a class or joined a discord or something like that, I would have been able to, you know, maximize on this in a way that I was not. Uh, and I think that's why these scams keep working. And that's why people are able to make money off of these scams is because they present themselves as the expert. Like, no, 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 you are doing it wrong. Be like me and you can have a pink Cadillac and sell Mary Kay, you know, or whatever the scam is at the, at the day or time, you know, that it appears, but it's always a market for the person who is the guru of it. You know, like, Oh, I can teach you the ways. No worries. I got you. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of that in, in recent years. Sure. You know, the, peop- the people who can show you how to make this so that it doesn't feel like a scam to you. So if everybody else gets scams, you can still, you know, make it out pro- uh, profitably. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, so you probably just missed the, missed the mark on that one, Rob. What are you going to do, Chappelle? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the, the first time. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Okay, so um, we meet a man named uh, Tong, and he mm-hmm. is a Canadian YouTuber. Um, he got into crypto uh, that I think he ended up getting out, taking like a loan out to buy $85,000 worth of crypto. He took out three loans. Three loans. Yeah. yeah. Three loans. Uh, yeah, this is a greedy person. No, no. And I'm not saying that to say, oh, like, uh, that, that's disparaging about them. I'm saying that Tong had money. And Tong decided that I needed more money. I need to be at the front of this boom. And I'm going to use this uh, thing to, you know, basically set me up to where I don't have to work ever again. And I can just do this. Like, he was tired of being a software engineer. And again, I'm not saying greedy as a negative thing. I'm just using Tong's own words. He said, my greed got the best of me. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what it was. You know, he saw the chance to gamble and make a little money. And he jumped at it. The problem is, um, he is one of the people who gets hit very hard by this scam at the end of the day. Yeah. Chappelle, in this movie, I think that they really show you two things to show when people are really, like, living the high life of mm-hmm. if we're making the movie of like uh Chappelle's podcasting career really took off. And then we, and then we see like uh, the like archive footage of Chappelle, like with the Oculus rift helmet on, like doing like <laughs> VR a drone and then the yeah. drone and then a drone. It's like, <laughs> by 2021, Chappelle had uh, been tasted success. Uh, right. And then you're playing with the drone, like flying it around. 
They're like, he was such a, it's so unassuming, you know, he was so happy and such, such a nerdy guy. He just played with his drone all day and mm-hmm. made his money. Mm-hmm. You're flashy. Like, yeah. Cause he's scamming you, you know, or like about to be scammed. You're the mark. Um, yeah. So that's basically what Tong was and several other people throughout this documentary. Like literally every time you turn around, there's a guy with a drone. Yeah. Tong had yeah. like some like massage chair also, where he was like, uh, like on the couch. Like, oh yeah, this is. Yeah. Tong had made it. Um, I, you know, it's weird that they got Tong for the documentary because they do a lot of zoom ins on Tong, like staring at the crypto screen, just kind of mm-hmm. waiting on his money to come, and it never comes. Never comes. Like, yeah. I wonder how many times they shot that scene. They're like, okay, now give yeah. it to us again, but like with feeling this time. You know, we didn't uh, talk about like the way that the thing opens, where um, there's one, one guy who, again, I don't know why they needed to do this, but there's like an anonymous source that is in this documentary. And he's in like some like uh like Daft Punk crazy like robot squirrel outfit. Yeah, like the sequester rabbit. Right. Rat. <laughs> right. Yeah, the sequester rat uh helmet. Um kind of puts you in the mind of the the what is it, the people in Squid Game? The mm-hmm. higher the higher ups in Squid Game where they were wearing the like animal masks. Yeah. Um, who is yeah. this person? And it, this is our anonymous, what is their name? Q, Q, X, T, I, N, C, T? Q, yeah, Q, <laughs> I believe that. Q, C, X, I, N, T? <laughs> yeah, Q, C, X, I, N, T. Um, Q, I can't try to pronounce that. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is our anonymous person. They wanted to remain anonymous here um, for whatever reason. I don't really know, considering this this person like uh the the scammer is allegedly dead but yeah they came in and they have hidden their voice and they have this really weird mask and it seems like it's just extra they just needed something to 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 live in the documentary up yeah. a little bit yeah yeah i think that yeah. this is like the move like where we had uh in the what was it the um bad vegan where we, like, mm. they, they like made up a guy it's like uh like how do we make this more sexy like uh, what if we have a mysterious character and we'll put him in right. a, like a crazy, uh, crazy outfit. Yeah. And, and it didn't change anything. They could have definitely just said like this report came from somebody, you know, anonymous and it would have been fine, but putting yeah. him in the outfit and like dimming the lights set, it sets the tone. It try, it kind of, it kind of lets you know that this is something dark. We're about to dive into the, the dark web a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just kind of lets you know where we're at. Just get you pumped for the story. He's on the poster. Like he's like the face of this thing. Yeah, I thought he was the crypto king, you no. know, and the, by the poster, I thought like, this is the guy, like, this is the crypto king. No, 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 he's dead. Mm-hmm. This is a random actor that they probably hired just to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that guy is like a, a big narrator here. Mm-hmm. He's the se- sequester rat. That's what I have him in my notes as. <laughs> okay. Um Come the end of 2017, okay, um, or maybe uh, is this 2018? Um, yeah, crypto, about $4,000 yeah. of Bitcoin. Okay, yeah, so uh, the crypto market is going to, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, start to, the bottom is going to fall out uh, in the beginning of 2018. By, yeah, China, yeah, <laughs> China and South Korea shut it down. They were like... We're not going to have that over here. And so it becomes a lot less valuable when mm-hmm. like these big populated countries are like, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So crypto is at uh, 19,650 in uh, the middle of December in 2017. Uh, then, you know, a couple of weeks later, it's going to be, you know, about half that by 
February of 2018. Just for reference, um, you know, it's it's at you know 42,000 now, and you know, touched uh, uh you know, 65, you know, 64,000 uh, at its all time high a couple of months ago. Right. And by the end of 2018, I think it had gotten down to 4,000. So it's still yeah. fluctuating a lot, but it's ne- it's never going to touch those highs that it touched at first, it seems. It seems. Uh, yeah, again, um, I don't know exactly what, you know, uh, probably a lot of factors with COVID and people like uh, you mm-hmm. know, having, uh, you know, s- stimmy money and all sorts of things to, you know, play around with crypto by 2021. But at the time, you know, everybody's getting out of crypto. Uh, I mean, the real, they probably should all stayed in. Yeah. I mean, at that point, <laughs> they, probably should, should be, they probably should be mad. Like, uh, like, Oh, they took all my, like all my money is still in crypto and now it's worth five times of what it was supposed to be. I still mm-hmm. can't get it, but yeah, I, I can't get it, but at least it's out there. My portfolio you know? is very valuable. <laughs> it looks good. You know, mm-hmm. I could talk to people about it. Yeah. There, this was the time to jump ship mm-hmm. and people tried to, um, but using this uh, system, the qu- a quadric, what is it called? Quad- uh, quadriga, quadriga, C- uh, CA, CX, mm-hmm. CX. <laughs> yeah, using this, it's really hard to get your money back. If not impossible, because it's a completely made up uh, scam of a website. Yeah, <laughs> well, that led, that, we'll find that out later. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so yeah, that Tong, um, he says like, well, I, I use Quadriga because uh, the bank takes two percent of your money when you do a transfer to Canada. So I tried to scam the bank by going through Quadriga. Uh, mm-hmm. That two percent's not sounding too bad now, Tong. Like I said, he got caught being greedy. He was like, I can't. The bank. What the if they take some? Yeah, what if they take some of my money? I'm already rich, but what if I'm a little less rich? Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. And then he ran over to Quadriga because Quadriga has like a 10% premium or something like that. So you could actually make money while selling your Bitcoin using Quadriga. At least that is how it's That's explained by Tong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which you should, t- Tong, come on now. You can make money by trying to like, mm, something. where's the red light? The little uh, red flag should be going like waving right. at this point. The bank is willing to take 2%, but if you use us, you'll actually make that money. And like, mm. what we'll find out later on is that, yeah, they'll take, they'll take your money. And then on the screen, you have crypto, uh, but you, you don't really have it. Yeah. Like, how do we get it I, again? Like with the NFT, mm-hmm. I own this, right? How do I make money off of this? Mm-hmm. It's mine. Like this picture of Rob from the Amazon. Yeah. This is mine. Yeah. We'll it. take your money. Right. Right. But like, mm-hmm. how do I now what now that I own it? Do I like does Rob want to buy it or can he just Google the photo still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my question. Yeah. Like if 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 you were telling me that if every time somebody used a Google image and I owned it, that's something that sounds attractive to me. You know what I'm saying? Unless that per- somebody screenshots it and now it's their image, you know, so I really don't know how it works. But that's the kind of like, works. Yeah, that's that's the kind of mystery they were selling here to Tong and he was fine with it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I can make more money. That's what I want. Money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, relatable. It's you get this happens a lot uh, in in this world. It's like okay, give it, give us the money. This thing is going to be huge. Okay, here's the money. And then what mm-hmm. happened? Oh, it's gone. It's just I'm sorry. Like, it didn't work. It failed. Like uh, like it went down to zero. Like okay, yeah. well, where did the money go? What uh, what happened? Right. Somebody like, got it. Oh. Somebody got it. Let's track it. Let's find the person who has mm-hmm. it. And they're like, no, we can't do that. I'm sorry. There's no money here. Mm-hmm. And then you just go back to being poor. That's what I'm like. 
at, at my level of income, I'm like, I won't get scammed because I don't have the money to risk to get you the mm-hmm. reward that is supposed to be out there. The pot of gold. I'll never even like approach it because I can't afford to the rainbow, you know? Mm-hmm. And so these people are filthy rich already. Like they're able to take out $85,000 loans. Like I can't, but no bank's going to give me $85,000 loan. <laughs> and so um, they're like, sir, stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, these people who can do this, they're the ones who are more likely to end up in these positions. At this point in the documentary, we start to get some uh, investigative journalists uh, getting involved in the story. And uh, this woman who uh, and I, I didn't uh, get her. Do you, do you know her name? Alexandra. Alexandra, that she is, uh, yeah, I guess, working the beat. And a lot of people are emailing like, hey, uh, like I, I put my money in Quadriga and they won't give me my money back. Yeah. So she's getting all the tips and people at first she's like, okay, one or two people saying they can't get their Bitcoin money. That's not a real issue because you know, like, like many people, they're probably thinking, well, it sounds like a scam to me, Mm -hmm. but here she's getting so many of these calls that she actually has to look into it. Cause she's like, okay, something's going on. Cause people are reporting millions of dollars that they just cannot get their hands on. So she reaches out to Jerry Cotton, the head of all of this. And he basically just sends her back like a really polite email saying, Oh no, I had no clue this was happening. You know, I looked into it and so weird. the bank is the bank has frozen our assets like uh, because of crypto being so new and basically in the Wild West. They just won't release the money, but it's there. There's twenty six million dollars just waiting in the bank. The bank won't give it to us. Uh, but please let us know if uh, these people want us to look into this. I'll definitely make some calls. Give me the list of the names of the people who've been hurt by this. And I'll reach out and I'll, I'll try to make the best of it. Like we, we can figure this out as a family. And she's like, oh. He seems nice. Seemed like a nice guy. True. Yes. Uh, He would respond to the emails. He was very polite. And so the reporter doesn't think anything of it. Um, At some point along the way, he gets married to a woman named uh, Jennifer. Now, we never hear from Jennifer in the footage or in the documentary. I also feel like that they do a bad job of like telling us like, uh, like Jennifer's alive, right? She's out there, right? it, It did feel like Jennifer might be dead. Because there, at no point do we hear from Jennifer at all. We, we hear from her sister, but we yeah, never hear but, from Jennifer. Right. Jennifer wasn't brought in on any legal action. I mean, like, we, we haven't gotten that far, but Jennifer is obviously married to the scammer. And then the scammer dies. And so you would think naturally the scammer's assets roll over to Jennifer. So if I can't get my money, shouldn't I be suing Jennifer at this point? Uh, like, I understand that she basically says, I, I have plausible deniability. I have no clue what he was doing with the company and I have none of the passwords and all this other stuff. But you got some money and I want it. So, mm-hmm. I, I, we, but we don't get yeah. a lot from Jennifer. We end up hearing from her sister later on to give her accounts of things. but. I yeah. don't know if Jennifer's still hanging out. Yeah, okay, so I'm um, just looking this up. Uh, so she um, says she's not involved uh, with our husband managed Quadriga uh, <laughs> and uh, had initially assumed her inheritance came legitimately from earned profits, salary, and dividends. She wrote a book uh, called Bitcoin Widow, Love, Betrayal, and Missing Millions, uh, which was a number six bestseller in nonfiction for the week ending uh january 26 2022 so yeah she's out there she's on the circuit making making books uh she returned 12 million canadian uh to quadriga from her husband's estate i question how much uh she has 
the word nonfiction is really what I equipped with in that book <laughs> because ma'am, you probably lying, you know, like, this is, sure. are we sure? Are we sure she's not just in that book line? Um, because even the title makes it sound like, like, Oh, like she was, uh, like an innocent bystander to like how, how I was married to a scammer and all this other stuff. But I don't know. Like you ain't know nothing about this. You didn't have any of the passwords. The man just up and died and left you the money in the wheel and just took off. Mm-hmm. You know, just you just have nothing. You're like, well, I guess I'm rich. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. looking on a Newsweek article that she is working as a uh, part-time waitress, uh, studying to become an elementary school child or an elementary school Currently? teacher. Yeah, and so uh, she she's expecting a child. Oh, but she broke. She's poor though. Mm-hmm. Like she, she look. First of all, this poor woman. She's about to go become a teacher. Trust me, it's the ghetto. Jennifer, if you're listening, it's the ghetto. Like, trust me, trust me. Mm-hmm. But also, you'll never be able to afford the things that you had beforehand if you become a teacher. <laughs> you might as well, and you're about to have a kid, Jennifer. Jennifer, mm-hmm. I hope you got the money stashed away. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, so this is weird. They didn't even talk about this in the documentary. No, we didn't get that far. The furthest we get with Jennifer is they start thinking when people start to question whether or not Jennifer is involved, they find out that she's had three name changes uh, since the death of the crypto yes. uh, king. Yeah. So because of her three name changes, people start to say, okay, well, she's obviously married somebody else. She's then changed her name since then. Has she gotten a divorce? And then she changed her name again. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it looks shady, Rob. Yeah. It, look, it just looks bad. Okay. So nobody can get the money out. Jerry uh, is traveling a lot. Uh, like he's sending emails also. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm on, I'm traveling. Don't tell anybody uh, where I am. In the beginning of 2019, uh, word comes out, Jerry Cotton has died. Mm-hmm. So up until this point, people have been asking about the money and Quadriga, the company, and Jerry have been sending emails saying, we're working on it. Give us a couple weeks. In two weeks, we should have this resolved. Please check back with us. We're working out things with the bank. And it's just been like breadcrumbing these people mm-hmm. all the way up to the point where the news drops. We find out Jerry has, has died suddenly at the age of 30 in India. Yes, he has died. And by the way, he's the only one that had any of the passwords and we can't access anybody's account. And people are not happy. Yeah. He's dead. K bye. Yeah. That's literally what they said. Like, oh, you you lost a lot of money. That's very sad, but a person died. So, you know, mm-hmm. might want to let that go. Like, yeah. uh, at the grand scheme of things, at least you have your health. Um, and that just doesn't work for these people mm-hmm. and it shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people are talking about this on Telegram. Chappelle, you never go on Telegram, right? Um, not anymore. No, you used to? <laughs> I had like a week or two where I was like trying to fill it out, see what was going yeah, on. What do you do on Telegram? Uh, it's, it's like a, like another version, like all these big chat rooms, you know, that's pretty much what it became. Uh, I think like for me, whenever there's like a new social media thing, I'm always tempted to just take yeah. a peek, see like what's going on. But it kind of reminds me of Reddit in a way, or, you know, some of these other like uh, messaging groups where right. you just get in there and you find a topic and everybody talks about it. But I think people, you can like telegram people like direct messages, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, like any other messaging app. Uh, but it also gives you the opportunity to do like group chat, group messages with people that you'd never met around the world, blah, blah. Um, so I, I've seen it, but yeah. it's not my bag. I feel like nothing good is going on on telegram. I don't think so. Like I said, yeah. I peeked in and was like, mm, like, I gotta uh, get out of here. there's a lot of people planning stuff like uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think you yeah. need it. 
Uh, I think we can pass on that. You know, see, my preferred social media is Twitter, where everybody can see literally everything mm-hmm. I do. Like very transparent, you mm-hmm. know. If Chappelle tweeted about it or tweeted at somebody, you can go look and see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So people are on the Telegram. They're getting worked up. Uh, here comes QCX, the guy who is in the sequester squirrel outfit, and he's entering the chat. We still we never find out anything about. Uh, I guess who that guy is. I guess that's by design. But um, he doesn't even have any like relevant information. He's just like. He said, I yeah. used Quadriga once, and so I'm invested in the story. Mm-hmm. Like, that's literally all he had was like, yeah, I used to use Quadriga back in the day. I didn't get scammed like all these people did, but because of my connection to Quadriga yeah. and that one time I used it, I feel like I should be speaking up about this. Um, so, so, yeah. yeah, there, We got people ac- across the country and b- countries yeah. like weighing in on this. People have some legit questions about what happened to Jerry because uh, the cause of death was he died of Crohn's disease. Yeah. And initially when you tell like someone like me that I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Mm. You know, I don't know anything about Crohn's disease. I don't know if you can die from it or not. So I thought, well, sounds about right. And went on about my business. But these people started to do the real investigative work in the telegram and say, well, can you even die from Crohn's disease? Mm -hmm. Apparently you can, but it's It's rare. It's not likely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not likely. And so, yeah, that's the first red flag that the people see that start to make them believe that maybe Jerry uh, has yeah. not died, at least not from this. Because he's a young man. He's probably, what, like 30, like, uh, you know, uh, that otherwise is in, you know, fair health. He was in mm-hmm. India building an orphanage. Uh, so <laughs> people are like, OK, this seems a little. Uh, and again, later on, Chappelle, like we find out like, OK, Jerry, like not a good guy. Was he, what was going on? Was he really building an orphanage in India? Did we ever find out about the orphanage? Uh, Rob, sometimes people will ask me like, oh, Chappelle, like, uh, what do you do for fun? I'm like, oh, you know, just read the Bible and like, yeah. give food to the homeless and that kind of thing. Um, you know, very much a typical Monday through Thursday for me, you know, that kind of thing. The soup kitchens, you know, volunteer, sure. uh, volunteer firefighter as well. Uh, I think Jerry had the same situation going on where there's like, what are you doing in India? He's like, oh, you know, um, the orphanage. They're like, uh, orphanage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for the homeless Indian kids, you know. Um, of course, that's exactly what I'm doing. Not, I'm completely ignoring all the homeless people where I live, but I went to India um, to do this. I just think this was one of those, like, it sounds way too wholesome mm-hmm. to be true. Yeah, you know, but he yeah. really was just hanging he was out in India. He was just there. Yeah, you know, like we know he was there. But where is the orphanage, Rob? That's my That's question. A good question. Okay. Yeah, Jerry died while creating the orphanage. But was there money set aside? Yeah. Do we have any records from the orphanage? And people will start looking at his death certificate, and they find that there's uh, there's something off with the death certificate, right? They spelled his name wrong. Yeah, um, his name is Jerry Cotton. C-O-T-T-E-N, and they spelled it C-O-T-T-A-N, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell y'all got to get C-O-T-T-O-N. Yeah. Like, that would have been my natural. Look, I've typed it C-O-T-T-O-N like several times in my notes, Mm -hmm. and you're telling me the death certificate realized it's not spelled like cotton. They Mm -hmm. just didn't know which cotton to use. Yeah. (laughs) Cotton with an A. Now, if you get a fake death certificate, they can't spell your name right? I think it was just a typo. Yeah. I think the the person faking it was just like uh, very busy that day. He mm-hmm. missed it. And again, it's not how you spell cotton in a normal situation. So they 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 were doing it weird, best, Rob. That is, that's very weird. Yeah, and so people start to question the validity of the death certificate, but they never get a, uh, an answer on if it was real or fake. It just 
it's the name spelled incorrectly. Like there's nobody saying yeah. like I, I looked at this and certifiably like I can say without a shadow of a doubt that this is not a real death certificate. No, it's just like, yeah, it could be a real death certificate with a typo. And so people are starting to wonder, did Jerry fake his own death? He ran off with their money. He's not really dead. This is like the working theory for a lot of the documentary. The man died on December 9th. And they didn't announce this man's death until January. So there's reason to believe that well, it's the holidays, if this, you're gonna bump people no, out. No, 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 no. This man has millions of dollars at his disposal and passwords and stuff like that. You wanna get in front of this if you're on the up and up, you mm-hmm. say, He died today, let's talk about it. Let's try and figure out where these passwords are. But to wait a month and tell everybody, that that does make me raise an eyebrow mm-hmm. or two. Yeah. Okay. So we really start to then bring in the story of Jennifer, his his wife. And we a lot of the like uh defending of Jennifer comes from her sister who talks about how oh his her sister, she just got she didn't know anything. She met Jerry on Tinder and people were like I didn't even know he was married. I didn't even know anything. Like uh I never knew he had a like a wife. The other Tinder swindler, you yeah. know, like this is what happens. He met her on Tinder. They said Jennifer normally wouldn't have even swiped. I think he was the first person that she swiped on, you know. What so are the it was chances? Like, what are the chances? Uh, and so they were soulmates. Not really her type normally, but for some reason, they just seemed to mesh well. And the family loved him, too. So, of course, they weren't they weren't believing it. They were defending Jerry at first, which makes him look really bad at the end of the day when they find out that Jerry's a huge scammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we got to see where um, there were some problems with the funeral because uh, allegedly Jennifer was uh, drinking and dancing and the funeral seemed a little bit like a party. And uh, that uh, I mean, normally you don't see a lot of dancing at funerals. They said it was an Irish funeral. Now, I don't know what that means, but apparently there's alcohol there. And because of that, Jennifer's sister said it's normal. This is normal. Uh, Yes, someone died. And, you know, it was a mysterious death, you know, very quickly, you know, or whatever. And this is your soulmate in your mourning. But also we're Irish. So we got a party. And so it it made sense. You know, look. There's a lot of things leading to this moment. Of course, like we saw that Jerry's Skype account is still active, you know? And so first of all, your Skype account is active in 2022, 2018, 2019. I, I think you're a scammer already. Somebody knows someone's listening to this, knowing I'm talking about them, but, um, but here, you know, with the Skype account, with the misspelled name, with the Crohn's disease, with the party at the funeral, basically people are starting to feel like there's something else going on. Yeah. I will say just uh, with the Skype account, sometimes you have Skype like on a computer and you turn the computer on and then you're signed into Skype. Yeah. That's how Facebook messenger does me. Yeah. But I, I, it legit will take me two hours to figure out my Skype password because mm-hmm. I know I haven't used it and nor do I want to ever use it again. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes you got to dust it off and they apparently Jerry was dusting it off. They could have used you uh, on no, Quadriga. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Um, I want to know though. They never talked about why Jerry's Skype account is active. Like, who is he Skyping? I don't know. Skype don't keep record of that. The dead man is just using Skype. So they don't I think have, somebody they like, in a panic to find these passwords turned his computer on. <laughs> and it just logged in. Yeah. But I, I, I guess. Uh, Skype like it just opens up. Yeah, I guess. Maybe, you don't have to yeah, turn it's it on. Like, got, 
Yeah. Got like the, the, what do they call it? The like password thing, you know, it yeah. just automatically just goes in. I don't know. Of all things, Skype boots up automatically, but there's millions of dollars we just yeah. cannot figure out. Yeah, we can't help yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. So, um, people are starting to wonder about, uh, Jennifer that, uh, apparently she kicked his parents out of the funeral also. Yeah. So this information about the funeral is all coming from Reddit. So let's be very clear. <laughs> I've always told people don't go on there. If it's a thing, it's not healthy. And Jennifer finds this out very quickly because she's getting dragged on Reddit, uh, to the relatable, point where relatable content. Yeah, I'm probably getting dragged on Reddit right now. And so, um, yeah, don't go on there because you're going to get dragged. That's what Reddit is for. It's for getting dragged, not dragging, but to be dragged. And so somebody is doing an AMA. I think their name was QCX Contractor. And they're the ones who is like, I used to work for Quadriga. Ask me anything. I got all the scoop. And so people instantly start asking about the funeral because they want to know, is Jerry even dead? Did you see a body? And they're like, no, it's closed casket. Bing, red flag. So then they said, well, She's fake grieving at the wedding. I don't know how one fake mm-hmm. grieves, but now, is it possible they had the con- closed casket because the funeral was a month after they uh, <laughs> he died? Is that possible? I mean, possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like they're like, well, he doesn't look like he looked, so we want to cover it up. Because you think you die from Crohn's disease rapidly, you don't. You probably didn't. You know, it probably didn't physically look too bad on you. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so and he had a heart yeah, attack. Maybe. I think that, like, yeah, that he was having complications with Crohn's disease. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so it was one of those things where it's like, why was there a closed casket if the person wasn't mutilated or something like that? And why was Jennifer, quote unquote, fake grieving? And why was she dancing at the funeral? And why were they kicking the parents out? So everybody thinks Jen is lying here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so nobody knows how to access uh, the passwords. Um, they uh, Jennifer can't help with that. Uh, there's like some sort of like a like police uh, investigation where. Uh, that she signs like an affidavit about something, but they're able to tell that she's that she lied about something in the affidavit. Yeah, that's the thing. People like people keep finding little holes in her story as well. So she's telling him, I don't know anything about how Quadriga ap- operated. I don't know the passwords, anything. But they find out that she has a property management company that was like taking payments from Quadriga. And mm-hmm. so like the people, the system were the, they were using the system to pay her property management company. So for her saying like, I have no, absolutely no clue how this works. I don't operate with it. I don't know what it does. And to say that in the affidavit, and didn't find out Well, no ma'am, your name is right here on this company. You know something. And so, yeah, people's, uh, you know, conspiracy theory flags are just like waving in the wind at this point. Okay. So then they bring in another woman who's another, uh, you know, in- investigative reporter. And she's able to sort of like do some research in terms of like, okay, fine. They can't find the passwords. We can't access uh, any of the accounts, but we should be able to look in there and verify like all the money should be sitting there because nobody can access it. Nobody can do the passwords. Okay. He's dead. So let's just go in and look to see. And she explains like there's two different types of crypto accounts of like basically like a hot wallet where like we're actively trading. And then when we're not trading, uh, the money is in a cold wallet. And so she feels like, okay, we're going to look in there and we're going to see like the $150 million in cold wallets sitting there. And she goes in and is able to see, yeah, this, that the money's not there. No yeah, cold wallets. 
no cold wallet. And so where is the money? You know, the blockchain is supposed to be able to track and tell you where all this money goes. That's the whole point of crypto is that like when it moves, you should be able to go and see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it grew legs and walked off, Rob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hate it when that happens. So it happens. All right. Now, so they basically get the uh, Canadian FBI involved with this to start to start to do some investigations. Yes, the Ontario Securities Commission, the OSC. The OSC uh, you know. is here. And yeah. um, there's also a theory that, um, you know, uh, did Jerry go to Bermuda and get the plastic surgery? Now, we know the Tinder swindler. He was trying to do this. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get like some sort of like, hey, make me look different. Yeah, but he wanted to do it like in a day. Like he yeah. went to the plastic surgery, like how how I assume the Kardashians do it, where they just like show up with a picture of what, whatever person they want to look like that day, and then they mm-hmm. they look like them. Um, whereas this person had time. Like uh, Jerry had been traveling in quotation marks for a very long time before um, he ultimately met his demise allegedly, and so he had time to get the plastic surgery. But this was completely a rumor. Like it was just something people just started talking about on the internet. They found they thought like, oh, there's a plastic surgery. And in Bermuda, the money was in Bermuda. So maybe he got a plastic surgery thing happening and he doesn't look the same. He could be anybody. You know, he was already, you know, a pretty like unassuming looking man. You probably couldn't pick him out of a lineup just in general. But now he's got a new face. So he's going to get away with Mm -hmm. this. Okay, so the Ontario Securities Commission, they're going to start to look into all of this. And what they found is that, hmm, this is weird. Um. When people were putting their money into Quadriga, um, Quadriga was actually sending the money to other Bitcoin exchanges. Yeah, this is a professional shit, Rob. Mm-hmm. It's in different areas. You know, they're they're they are basically laundering the money. Like his money is going through Quadriga, and then they're they're exchanging it again, left over here, exchanging some over here, exchanging some over here. And now they're like, wait, if they're laundering money, that means they're covering up something bigger than Quadriga. Is this the mob, Rob? Mm-hmm. The mob is involved? Who yeah. could have saw this coming? I didn't see this coming. Okay, so we start to bring in another guy who, there was another person named uh, Michael. Michael Patron. And Michael mm-hmm. Patron, he was the partner of Jerry. And uh, we hadn't heard anything about Michael yet, but Michael was sort of like with Jerry when they got Quadriga off the ground floor. And Jerry seems like this like nerdy kind of um, you know computer guy who was like into crypto, but Michael was more of like, you know, a guy who, you know, had said he had been working in this stuff since uh, 2003, but was like a little bit more of like, um, you know, a guy with uh, like, looked like more of a tough customer. Yeah. He was a bigger guy. He tried to promote himself like, as like a kind of like, uh, big masculine energy. He was like taking pictures with tigers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and so he was, he sucks. was the heavy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We've seen that. Look, there's a lot of nothing but Netflix crossover here. But if somebody's taking a picture with Tiger, just you know, put a pin in it. You know, maybe investigate him later on your own time. Um, but yeah, Michael Patron. The reason they found him because up until this point, no one's mentioned him. But they had they were like researching into Quadriga, and they found out that I think the website domain was owned by him. And so they're like, wait, who are you? And then everybody's like, no, no, no. He was the partner from the beginning. Like, matter of fact, he was the main guy and, and Jerry was just the sidekick. I said, well, why didn't y'all leave with that? Why have mm-hmm. we been looking for Jerry? Well, Michael, is so, we should have been after Michael the whole time. Right. Um, yeah. Michael says he didn't have anything to do with the company. He left in 2016. 
it turns out that he has this other identity that he's actually uh, somebody named Omar. But Omar was sort of part of like this identity theft ring. So it's like, oh, wait, hold on. Wait, you are you do you mean to tell me that that uh, Jerry Cotton started this company with a known scammer? If I had known he was starting a company with a known scammer, I would have never done this. Like, mm-hmm. duh. You know, of course, like, duh. Uh, the funniest thing about Omar to me, or um, what is it, Michael, to me, is that they find out all this stuff about Michael. They are comparing the mugshot to his current uh, mm-hmm. like picture, trying to make sure Michael and Omar are the same person. And then Omar pops up in the Telegram chat like, hey, yeah. hey, guys. Like, right. <laughs> They're like, Omar, what are you doing here? You're we're we're investigating you and trying to pin this on you. And yeah. He's like, nope, you can't pin it on me. Don't know what you're talking about, but I just had to pop in and let y'all know. Yeah, <laughs> he just shows that, like, so his funny. whole thing is kind of pointless. Like they started like build him up to be like, oh, oh, maybe this guy had something to do with it. And he, and he comes in and he pops up into the chat. Uh, it's like uh, Davon walking out of the Big Brother house, and he's like, yeah, like you looking for Jerry? I hate Jerry too. Right. He's still Jerry alive. Sucks. Let's find him. Yeah, and they're like. But Omar, shouldn't you have known? Like, you're a scammer, too. He's like, yeah, but now I'm in the Telegram group. So what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. I was like, who sent him the link? Somebody did. And yeah, why like, is he oh, here? like, are you looking for his wife? I didn't even know he's married. He never even said anything about a wife to me. Yeah. Mike says, or Omar says, I just met his wife in January. I'm like, mm-hmm. in January of the death? What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah, but they're trying to figure out what does this big macho guy have anything to do with the 24 year old, like a nerdy guy like um, Jerry? Um, but the two of them uh, were in cahoots, or at least it seemed that way, even though Michael or Omar just wants to, you know, categorically deny that he has anything to do with the money. Yeah. And so they end up like uh, going to they end up like going to like another old website, uh, which was called talkgold.com. And I guess talkgold.com was sort of like the place to go to if you wanted to like run financial scams on people. And then on talkgold.com, they found an account of somebody named Scepter and Scepter was like doing all sorts of shady stuff. And they ended up like uh, figuring out the account on Scepter was the same, this other Murdoch account. And this was all run by Jerry Cotton. Jerry Cotton had been a scammer this whole time, Chappelle. Since he was 14 years old, mm-hmm. all these people, the character witnesses have been saying it's like Tiger Woods yeah. is scamming. Yeah, or the Fire Festival guy. Mm-hmm. You know, this is very common. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, at this point, I won't say very common, but a lot of these scammers started off when they were very, very young. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, um, yeah, they had to check the black hat world for the, the for the bad hackers. You yeah. know, like they had to go into the into the dark web to to uh, uh, like figure out a way to link these accounts to Jerry, and they did. And they found out now. Not only did Mike slash Omar have a sinister past, but Jerry did too. Like y'all were like basically scammed from the beginning. This was never a legitimate website. It was always to scam you. And he's been putting this in place for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we know all that. Uh, Jerry was a serial scammer. And so now we know what he was up to. The only thing left to do is if we're going to verify this story, uh, that he died in India. We need to send somebody to India. Mm-hmm. So they send Nathan from the Globe and Mail, um, and he goes over there, another investigative reporter. Uh, he goes and he's like, okay, I'm going to just start at the hospital, ask the doctors point blank, 
did this man even die here? And the doctor says, yep, that's exactly what happened. He died here. And he gives him a play-by-play. He's like, uh, we tried to resuscitate him uh, twice, and then he was declared dead at 726 uh, from cardiac arrest. And uh, everybody's like, well, the doctor didn't have any reason to lie, so I guess he uh, must be dead. I guess this is it. Okay, yeah. close. And this really changed everything for me, because I'm like, oh, wait, I, gu- yep. I guess he really is dead, because why would the doctor lie about this? Unless the doctor is getting paid off too, Rob, you know? Um, that's why people still ask the question. because and they he say has the, doc- the money. But the doctor said there is no autopsy to be done. Like there, there was never an autopsy on this person. And now people are like, well, if there's not an autopsy, then how do we know any of this is true? Maybe he's dead, but maybe somebody killed him. What yes. about the insurance? What about the will? Have we talked to Jennifer again? Maybe she did this. Well, we get into some real like Carol Baskin stuff because we find out that that of course there was no autopsy but they took a look at the will the will was signed two weeks before jerry died yep leaving everything to jennifer like hey i'm on the way out but also yeah jennifer might have taken me out mm-hmm. you know um but why would the doctor lie you know what i'm saying like is yeah. the doctor on the payroll well could she and again, this is a podcast recapping a true crime documentary. But to me, I thought that the likeliest explanation was could she, that she knew he had Crohn's disease. They were in India, a place where he could potentially have, as the doctor said, you know, they see this a lot with travelers coming in, where could she have given him something to poison him that would look like some sort of Crohn's disease flare up? which ultimately caused his cardiac arrest. They start asking these questions because she's starting to look like a black widow, Rob. She says uh, she goes and, and changes her name three times. Remember? So I think at one point her last name was Forgeron and the people found out that, Oh, there was a guy named Michael Forgeron who was murdered in a yeah. case that still wasn't resolved while this was going on. So there's like an open case about a man that is, has been mysteriously murdered and he happens to have the same last name as Jen. Uh-huh. So, and we got it. We got it, you guys. Let's uh, wrap it up. Like, let, uh, go ahead, arrest that, arrest that woman. She's a, she's a criminal. Uh, like people in the Reddit and on the Telegram were like, "Hang it up, sis. It's over, honey." Mm-hmm. Lock her up. I saw. Yeah. Right. They were ready, but they started to use the misogyny of it all to attack Jen. You know, now all of a sudden, like with no proof, like she's a horrible person. She's being dragged all over the internet. She's a murderer. She's all this other stuff. Like they're they're using all kinds of disparaging language against her. Oh, she's a black widow. Women, uh, gold digger. All this other stuff. And still, no proof against her. And it comes to find out that the husband that was named Forgeron that she married. The reason why her name was Forgeron at one point, he was still alive. So mm-hmm. this was just a, a wild goose chase. They saw the name Frederick They all jumped to the conclusion that it was Jen. And then they started to belittle that woman and drag her and slander her name across the internet. Mm-hmm. So, she even had to go to a safe house, Rob. Like yes. she, the threats, the death threats were coming in. Right. So we never see her in the, in the documentary. Uh, we never really, she doesn't have a chance to defend herself here, but you know, this is definitely, odd another oddity in the story yeah i mean the changing of the names isn't great you know it, it looks bad the forge but her her, her pre- previous husband being named forgeron 
I mean, it checks out. He's alive. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you can say, like, well, she murdered that guy, too. Uh, and then the other name change was that she just didn't like her maiden name. So, you know, she went from Forgeron to her maiden name and to her new name. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point here is that the family has to now basically prove that she's innocent in the public eye so that people will leave her alone. So now even they are invested in making sure that at least people know that Jen is not behind this. Mm-hmm. But the timing of the will is very That's sus. pretty bad. Pretty bad. But again... This this has nothing to do with Jen. This has more to do with Jerry. We have concern, confirmed that Jerry has been scamming since he was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So maybe Jen is a like being scammed. You know, in the tender swindler, we found out that the baby mama was in on the scam. Yeah. But maybe Jen is just like kind of just like a un like a, what is it, unwilling participant in this. She has no clue what's going on. She just happens to reap the benefits of it by being married to him. Yeah, but the fact that the will was so close to his death, like that, a death that he could not have predicted. It was not like that he was like expecting to, uh, you know, ha- meet like an untimely fate. Either, I think, like starts to point in the direction of did she was she somehow involved in the in you know in his um being deceased or was she in on him? about to go and fake him being deceased right well he's not fake dead because we're assuming that we all believe the doctor right assuming mm-hmm. that we all believe the doctor this man is really dead in which case yeah it does look bad for Jen because it looks like the will got signed and then like like it's like you know you take out the insurance policy or something like that and then mm-hmm. something magically happens that's exactly what this looks like and so that's the reason why we don't see Jen throughout this because she's probably still hiding from the people who think that she's you know the one who ultimately ran off with all their money We still have another bombshell that drops here where we find out that then the, the Ontario uh, Securities uh, Commission, they start to do some more research and they realize that uh, it turns out that when people were putting their money into Quadriga, uh, they weren't actually getting anything. They basically were sort of like just giving their money to Jerry and then Jerry was telling them they had crypto but he was just taking their money and doing whatever with it. We never really find out what he did with it. He was trading with their money. Mm-hmm. So he was like buying Bitcoin. And but he was like the things. world's worst Bitcoin buyer. He was essentially what I would be if I were to do mm-hmm. this. Like I, I would be so bad and so ill-informed and just uh, so reckless with the money. And I would like basically piss it all away. And that's what he did. And so this is when he was at the height of his Ponzi scheme. So he's getting the payments He's telling people, oh, yeah, you got Bitcoin, I swear. But he's taking the money and he's gambling it away. And so while he's losing all this money, they don't know because they're being told, I got Bitcoin. It's not like you can hold it in your hands. So they're like, yeah, I got it. Look, this paper says I got it, you know. And so he's trading it away and he's just like losing thousands and thousands of dollars all the time to the point where now that Bitcoin, the boom is happening or whatever, the ball has dropped and now people want out. They're saying, okay. Bitcoin is crashing. I need my money, Jerry. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, let me move this around to pay you. Uh, mm-hmm. You remember the tender swindler where he's like taking money from the the one woman to pay for the next woman's trip? Yeah. That's exactly what starts happening here. He can't pay people fast enough. He's uh, They call him like a rat caught in a maze yes. because that's what he's doing. Every time he gets ready to fix one and put out one fire, another one occurs. Yeah, and they have some stock footage or some uh, like home movies of him like actually in a maze and like, look, Jerry's caught in the maze, everybody. How did they have that? You know, like he gave them the very footage mm-hmm. that they were going to use for this thing. Like you, um, and where do they get this footage? 
Uh, we his don't really friend, talk to his. Yeah. I mean, we talk to like a friend, mm-hmm. but where's his family? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's got to be other people who could be involved or that there's close to this that you can investigate aside from just him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't he know. Got no brothers? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> like the company like had like uh, like some retreats. Yeah, yeah, and that that was one of the uh, the team building exercises. It was like the 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 blindfold maze from Survivor of the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's great at <laughs> building some uh, team morale. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they they uncover it was a whole Ponzi scheme. Jerry, you know, um, you know, couldn't figure out how to get everybody paid, and ultimately, um, you know, was just uh, you know, screwed at the the pooch on this whole thing. Uh, is it possible that the stress of like, trying to figure this out ultimately led to his untimely demise? I mean, it could have, you know, like I feel like the world just came crashing down on him and he couldn't manage it. But my thing is like, Jerry, grow up because you did that to yourself. Whereas like these other people are going bankrupt because of you and they are and they have managed to not stress mm-hmm. themselves into Crohn's disease death, you know, so like Jerry, grow up like mm-hmm. You you are the scammer. You can't do this. Like I remember in the tennis wheeler where that poor woman was like, uh, like she was like, oh my gosh, I had to check myself into a mental institution because I just was drowning underneath the dead, and I just thought like I must be losing my mind if I fell for this, which is fine. You know, like I thought that was a pretty like apt thing to to say. Like I must be crazy because mm-hmm. this is wild. Um, so Jerry, where do you get off? You know, you did this to you. Yeah. Chappelle, what do they want us from to inside think? the house? Like, what what conclusion do they want us to come to? Because I feel like that they feed us a bunch of stuff. And then at the end, the guy is like, well, like, that's how conspiracies work. People are only going to believe what they want you. But you told us a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you you gave us all the information and then was like, but don't be a conspiracy theorist. Well, what am I supposed to do with yeah. this information? Like, even if I wanted to pick a lane and go with it and say, you know what? This Jerry did this. He was a scammer and then he died. The end. I would still be like, but where is it? Where's the autopsy? You know, mm-hmm. like, like, okay, well, he owed all this money. Why, why is there no autopsy? Like, had you not told me that, I would have been fine just believing that he died. Yeah. Um, but now we have, re- or the will thing. Why did y'all share that information? Now I'm like, well, okay. So he mysteriously died from Crohn's disease and there was a will. Like, why didn't he leave Jen the passwords in the will? Just the money, but not the passwords. N- none question. of the information about the actual company. So yeah, I, I have questions, but at the end of the day, that's what conspiracy theories do. We just look at the little tiny, tiny holes or things that don't line up with what we've already decided is true. And then we just go with it. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't fit our narrative in our head, we make it fit our narrative. And that's why they say, even if they were to exhume the body and do the autopsy, uh, you know, postmortem or whatever, people still wouldn't care. Right. They would still find another reason to think that um, somehow, somewhere Jerry is alive or this was all a big hoax or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I tend to, I tend to move toward like you know whatever the simplest response is. A lot of times, like for me, I'm like, but why? Why all of this work? Now here, there's so many holes in it that you know some shenanigans were afoot, but it's hard to tell where. You know, like uh, yeah, shenanigans left and right, but like which which hole do you poke into it? You know, and then at at at, at any case, like, is there any case where we get the money back? Probably not. So I'm kind of like. Eh, money back from where? Yeah. <laughs> it's gone. There's no money. Yeah, yeah, there's no money. He just like pissed it away. So like, yeah, at this point, like you could be a conspiracy theorist about it, but mm-hmm. like at what cost? You just want to spend your time looking for Jerry? Like, well, now we got him. Now now mm-hmm. what? You know, you're not Imagine getting your money find back. Him. Imagine they find him. Then what? You know, like, I don't know. We got him. Woo! Like, yeah, you're still broke. 
still broke. Um, and then yeah. if they find him, according to some of these theories, um, he could probably have a different face. Yeah. You know, you never know. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed yeah. it, but uh, it felt a little bit at the end, like, um, you know, like take a stand. Yeah. It just, it just ended. It didn't, it didn't have a point of view. Mm-hmm. It was like, we all hate Jerry cause he sucks. The family looked bad for defending Jerry. These people look bad for believing in Jerry. They're never getting their money back. Um, they, we're all crazy people for looking into this too far because you're never going to get the answer you want. The end. Like, yeah. Well, what was the point? You know, what we, was the we message had fun. here? Yeah, we talked about it, but what was the message mm-hmm. of the, of the actual, like, it, this wasn't even anti crypto. This was more like, uh, like crypto is a thing. And if you do it correctly, you can be fine. Yeah. Yeah, but what is the caution? Like, don't convert your money. Don't use crypto. I, I don't think. It, uh, I think it don't, don't put your money in uh, something that isn't like. Uh, it's like make make sure it's a reputable site that you are putting your money into. Yeah, I mean, how do you know, right? Like, if people have been using, what he had Quadrica going on for years. So it's like, mm-hmm. if I come to a site, you tell me for three years it's been operating it without flaw, and I'm like, oh, okay, fine. You know, maybe mm-hmm. that's reputable. Yeah. Only to find out that it takes one day for us all to realize and, that there's no money here. Like, and I'm sure, like, I, it's not lost on me. I'm sure there's somebody listening to the podcast being like, hey, Rob, if you think crypto is bad, wait till you hear about the central bank. <laughs> yeah, like, this is yeah, one of those things I, where yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, you, you give the you you give your money someplace like 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 real like uh the, like you would think like okay well this is a you know a real operation you give them your money and then on they t- on a computer screen you have money uh do you really have money anymore I don't know yeah I don't I, who who knows who knows and so yeah it's like you can you have to trust something mm-hmm. but you know you definitely have to use some discernment now you know um I got Tong he his thing was there he just let his greed get the better of him and. That you know, and I, I think that was a very like astute thing for him to say. But you know, a lot of times people are just trying to get themselves out of the the rat race, right? Like out of the monotony of I gotta make money to live, right? It costs mm-hmm. it literally costs money for me to eat and breathe and and sleep on this earth. And so yeah, people just want to make their life better, and they will jump at the opportunity to do so, especially if they don't have to work extremely hard to do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame anybody yeah. for getting scammed like this, but, but I just careful. you know be like, careful out there. Just urge people to just, you know, proceed with caution. Yeah. Okay. Chappelle. Hmm. Let's talk about next time because I Ooh. think we finally have something. While well, we struggled this week to come up with what we we're going to talk about, next week, I believe we have something that a uh, highly anticipated episode of Nothing But Netflix. Yes, yes. So, um, again, thank you to all the listeners who were able to give a suggestion for what we can use moving forward. Um, this week we ended up going with this, but I did log a lot of those suggestions as well so that like after, um, our, our next episode, we still have things to go back to. So please continue to give us those suggestions at nothing but RHAP on Twitter or in the Rob has a podcast face, uh, Facebook group on the discord. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about because we got a lot of feedback about this one for a few months now. People have been telling us, like, you got to check this out. It's going to be a big deal. Like, it's a big deal. We really like this show. I I would love to hear y'all talk about it. And so I think we're finally here, Rob. We're going to talk about Formula One racing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, we're doing it. We're doing it. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, I believe it's called Formula One Drive to Survive on Netflix. And I think we have a guest locked in for this week. Am I correct? Yeah. Amy Chan is going to join us uh, that she is a big uh, Drive to Survive fan. And we're going to talk about uh, mm-hmm. what's going on in season four of Drive to Survive. Yeah. And I mean, not to spoil the podcast for the listeners, but uh, Rob and I have not watched four seasons yeah. of Drive to Survive. Yeah. I guess there are three to this point. But Amy's going to keep uh, catch us up and we're going to talk about episode one, possibly two of mm-hmm. uh, season four. Uh, but that's why we're bringing in Amy. She's the big guns here and she's going to help us uh, know like everything we need to know leading up to uh, the fourth season and kind of talk to us about the show in general. I only hear very positive things about uh, Formula One. Even people people i don't watch uh any like uh auto racing i don't care about it uh i love this i've seen two or three episodes i probably i think i seen half of the first season um originally just kind of watched it randomly and it was it was good it was Mm -hmm. good but that was years ago and that was seasons ago and so i completely out of my realm here i don't know anything about racing but thankfully amy is going to help us out because otherwise i don't think we'd be be able to make it (laughs) we'd have to watch four seasons to get caught up rob and i don't think we could do that Chappelle, uh anything else uh for next week I mean, we, I don't think we have anything else for next week, Rob, but do you want to, do you want to still look at the, the up and coming stuff oh, for okay, Netflix, sure. uh, Netflix um, to start thinking about what we're going to do for the, the following week? Yes. Okay. So, um, that, uh, coming out this week, uh, if you have any interest in the Abercrombie and Fitch, uh, tell all called well, white, white hot, the rise and fall <laughs> of Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, that seems like a very like interesting title for yes. this uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. I, I I've never actually been inside an Abercrombie and Fitch. It just doesn't seem like uh, I don't know. I, maybe I don't fit the uh, white hot aesthetic. Yeah, I think uh, I've been so, in there, but I'm like I should leave. Okay, yeah, it's one think, of those things I don't where think I'm supposed to be in here. I walk really close to the door because yeah. they play good music, and then I just like walk away. Like, but, what's, um, what's going on in there? And I was like, right, exactly. Like, what are you yeah, doing in the back? In so. Yeah, yeah. I think John John suggested that one for us a couple weeks ago, and I was like, John John, what? But also, I mean, it could be interesting. So yeah. I, I, don't, I wouldn't shoot it down. Yeah. I'm just not extremely drawn to it. Are we interested at all in our great national parks hosted by uh, the forty uh, fourth president of the United States, Barack Obama? Our great national parks? Yes. Oh, that. Narrated so. by former President Barack Obama, this stunning docuseries shines the spotlight on some of our planet's most spectacular national parks. Do you have a favorite national park, Rob? I don't really know a lot about national parks. I don't so think maybe, I know national parks. Maybe, maybe maybe we can learn something. Maybe Barack can uh, you know teach me a little bit more about the national parks. I have very little information about national parks, and you know I like Barack, so I, I wouldn't mind learning a thing or two. Um, Probably so not I don't know how to talk about. Like, hey, did you see probably, that park? Probably, yeah, that park was a park. Did you it see was that geyser, Chappelle? It, it was a geyser. Mm-hmm. It'd it be geysering, you know? Um, geysers be geysering. Rob, we also got suggestions about Get Organized with the home edit. Have yeah, you seen you that told before? me that you, you would watch. And that, look, I'm interested in the subject, but uh, you told me that you watched some of that. I did. And I was like, yay, cabinets. 
Mm-hmm. Yay, containers. I yeah. just I don't I don't know if I could talk about it intelligently for long enough, but we did also have somebody pitch themselves as a potential guest in the future. So oh. maybe if you if we yeah, if we get if we get uh that one on the on the docket for the future, maybe I'll reach out to that person and tell them to come on. I started watching Trivia Quest. This is an interactive trivia game. I thought maybe we could play it on the podcast. Uh but I think you have to answer the questions quickly and they don't read them. It's like, we'd have to read the questions and then uh, deliberate about what our answers are going to be. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. It sounds like fun. I don't it know would, how it, much of a, yeah, I don't <laughs> think it would work as well for a podcast. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know a lot of things. And so it would be a lot of me just getting answers incorrect and looking dumb. And I, and I think that's probably entertaining, but I don't know how much of a good podcast it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things that are uh, coming up here on Netflix. Anything else uh, important that's coming our way? No, I see the worth the worth the wait. I don't know. Those that's a very weird category on Netflix because it doesn't really tell you like a lot of times when this thing is coming. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's coming, it's coming. Get ready. So, yeah. So a Stranger Things to come in the future. Um, several other things. Uh, Tekken. Circle season four. The circle season four. Rob, you gonna do some circle coverage on RJP? Um, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. What's the point? I mean, well, if we're not gonna do it on RJP, we do have nothing but Netflix to talk about it. If you want oh, to, I, I, if people are just clamoring, well, yeah. That uh, I think we will have some coverage. Is is Rob Sesternino going to be covering the circle season four? Uh, you're asking. Oh yeah, I mean both things. Uh, you know, both questions are valid. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you on that one. Like, what's the point? But whatever. People yeah. like the circle, and so if if uh, if there isn't any, you know, RHP coverage, we could we could talk about the episode. That's fine. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All sure. right. Chappelle, what's coming up for you? Uh, same old stuff for me. Uh, so I'm still talking about Atlanta on post show recaps and still talking about the walking dead on post show recaps. So you can check me out over there. Uh, Puya and I have already wrapped up our discussions about season one of Bel Air was a great time, but that's over with. Um, so fear the walking dead on post show recaps, Atlanta on, on uh, post show recaps, and then nothing but Netflix with you, Rob. People can tweet me and kind of keep up with all that stuff, uh, at Chappelle's underscore show. Okay. All right. Chappelle. Great job talking about the Crypto King. Check out everything else we have going on over on RHAP. You can subscribe to all of your favorite podcasts in their individual show feeds when you head on over to robiswebsite.com slash subscribe. We always appreciate your feedback and your star, your star ratings. And we'll be back next time to talk about the drive to survive next time on Nothing But Netflix. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.